Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Wildly Aligned Marketing. Today, I have another special guest for you today. Her name is Kristen Van Horn, and we are talking all about how to stop procrastinating and boost productivity in your business. This is an amazing conversation, especially if you're someone who just feels like it's just not in you. Like, I'm just not a focused person. I'm just not a productive person, right? Uh, I was right there with you. And can I say that I have totally changed my tune? And again, if that's you, I think you're going to find Kristen's approach to productivity and time management really, really refreshing because I certainly do. So Kristen Van Horn is a time management coach for moms in business. Her mission is to help moms in business prioritize their time and tasks so that they can focus on the things that are most important to them in their life and business. So listen into this conversation as we talk about why time management is not one size fits all, finding a productivity system that actually works for you because you are unique and so is your business, and life-saving productivity tools and more. This is a really great conversation. I know you're going to love it, so let's jump in. Welcome to Wildly Aligned Marketing. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know that seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Blenkush. I built my business back in the beginning of 2018 and very quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. I'm on a mission to help you own your voice and consistently find and attract the right clients online so you can grow a wildly successful business doing what you love. All right, friend, grab your coffee and notebook and let's dive into today's episode. All right. Today I am talking with Kristen. Kristen, thank you so much for being here. I'm very excited to chat with you today. Thanks for having me, Natalie. I'm super excited to be here. Yes. So we connected a long time ago in a program and gosh, I'm trying to think even when that was, I want to say it was probably 2020, 2019. It's been a few years. Yeah. I think she launched a program like end of 2019. Yeah. So yeah. It's like right before the pandemic, pre-pandemic. Yeah. So it's been a while. My goodness. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I would love for you to just, before we jump into all the stuff about time management and productivity and all that stuff, um, tell everyone a little bit about who you are, what you do, and maybe something fun that they wouldn't typically read in your bio. Oh, okay. Um, I'm Kristen Van Horn. Um, I am a certified life coach who specializes in productivity and time management specifically for business owners, just because that's what I love and that's who I love to work with. And it's fun. It's super fun. Um, so yeah, something you wouldn't read about me in my bio. Oh my gosh. And we were just talking about this before we, like, before we started recording how we can like overshare things. I'm like, man, I think I share everything. Everybody knows everything about me. Um, I am a runner. I, but I think most people know that I used to be a running coach, which is how I started in business. And the thing that I got asked about over and over and over again was like, how do you plan your time so well? Why are you, how are you so organized? And I would admit that I'm like, probably not the world's most organized person. I appreciate being organized, but I'm not always like, if you look at my house, you're going to be like, Oh, I don't think she's that organized, but yeah. So that's kind of how I started was I'm a runner and I used to be really competitive with it and like 
my goal was to win every race I entered and I won several races and now I'm kind of like a retired competitive runner. So that's how I spend my mornings is running. <laughs> and it's a, it's been a big part of my personality and identity for a long time. That is awesome. I, I did not know that you started as a running coach, but that's super cool. And I love how that kind of evolved of you doing that. And then having people ask you like, how do you get so much done? Like, how do you manage your time and like fit all, fit all this yeah. stuff in. Right. And, and so often I think, um, that's kind of how our journey evolves is like, we're doing one thing and then we just kind of shift into another thing because yeah. they're like, huh, how do you do that? And we're yeah. like, what this, like, <laughs> it's <Yeah>. easy, <laughs> it was but no, something- it's not easy for other people. <laughs> yeah. It was something I loved so much. And I think it goes with like the planning aspect. I'm like, I remember just like when I, I, I used to be a teacher and then I became a running coach and like was able to quit my job and be a full-time entrepreneur. Um, and I remember just like sitting in like my plan period and just like creating running plans for myself. Like I loved it so much. And I think it has to go into that planning aspect. I'm like, I love creating plans for people. Not like, I don't want to be like a wedding planner, but I love like, let's find the time to do all these different things in your day. And like, that's, it was so similar with creating running plans for people. I'm like, I just love planning things. It's it's such a weird quirk of mine, but they both go like hand in hand. You don't even realize I'm like, no, that's really what I loved about run coaching was I love creating running plans. It was just so much fun. And then to see people like take your plan and go like, oh my gosh, I achieved my goal because of your plan. I'm like, "Ah, this is why I love what I do. Yeah. Well, and what you're saying kind of leads, lead us, leads us into this, but you know, I think that's where a lot of women get stuck is they love making plans. If they're that type of person, I have to say, like, as a side note, we've already had this conversation, but we're both Enneagram nines. If you guys know the Enneagram, um, it's something that I love to geek out on. I feel like I haven't talked about it as much on the podcast, but, um, still something that I love. And that's something that I have just always told myself with my personality that like, I'm not great at planning. It's very interesting for me to see how even within similar personality types, like there's, there's different strengths and stuff that come out. Um, but I think you're an Enneagram nine wing one. Yes. I'm yeah. a real hard wing one. <laughs> I'm, I'm a wing eight. So like, I, I joke that like, I'm at war at myself with myself oh, because yeah. I'm like the peacemaker slash challenger. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I love structure. No, I don't like, yes. you know, I have the system, like break the system. Like I just, yeah. you know, <laughs> yes. I I've had clients call themselves like when they're like that, they're like, I like the routine, but like, I hate it at the same time. Like I'm a routine rebel. Like you can give me the plan, but I don't think I'm going to stick to it. I'm like, but that's the whole point of creating this plan is so that you actually can find time in your day to do the other things. And if you're not going to stick to it, then like, we got to find some flexibility in your time then, because if, if you just keep breaking it, it's just not going to work. Right. Right. And I think that that, you know, we always think that we're so like, we're the, the exception. I know that I'm not the exception. Cause I've heard that from many of my clients as well. Like with me supporting them with their marketing strategy, there's always like navigating that tension of let's not go super hard and commit yourself to something that you can't actually sustain in your marketing. And then you totally fall off the wagon and now you're not showing up at all. Right. So there's yeah. always that, like, how do you find that sweet spot of a routine that you can stick with that isn't restricting and that you can flow inside of? And right. I know that that's a lot, right. Yeah. Um, but just, just going back to kind of what you just said about, um, 
you, uh, you realize that you had that strength of being able to put together these plans. You were clearly onto something though, because not only did you love geeking out on the plans, but then you were actually like running these marathons and doing that, like hitting the goals that you were setting out to accomplish that you created the plan for in the first place. Yeah. You know, I I would love if you could speak to the women who are maybe in the place where they find themselves in this like groundhog day situation where they keep creating plans and strategies and uh, mapping out their time blocking or whatever it is, but then they keep not following through. Like, do you feel like there's any common mistakes or like reasons as to why they're in that place? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's common mistakes. I, I think a lot of us we create these plans and expect everything to be perfect all the time. Like I created this plan. I need to follow it to a T and when something happens, you know, you you have a sick kid or, you know, an email emergency arises, which I fell into that habit. Like when I first started in entrepreneurship, like getting emails and like, it's an emergency. I have to get this done. And it would like ruin my day. And we talked about this, like I would skip lunch because I would get like in the zone of working and I'm like, well, now I'm just not productive. I didn't get anything done. And so I think we, we are really hard on ourselves when we create this plan. It's like, this is the perfect ideal plan. And then when something, just one thing goes off, we're like, well, that didn't work. So now I got to create a new one. It's like, no, that's, that's not how this works. (laughs) It's not (laughs) going to be perfect. We call it an ideal plan because that's what we want our day to look like, but it's not always going to look like that. And when we get in this cycle of like, constantly trying to recreate the wheel, we're never going to fall in into a rhythm that works and we're going to get stuck and not be as productive. And I was going somewhere with this thought and then I, I totally lost my train of thought with it. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely is a cycle with people who they feel like they need to accomplish everything on their to-do list every single day. And that's just not the reality of it. So we have to be really flexible with our time. And I'm very much a person who I love time blocking. I teach time blocking, but at the same time, I'm very, very flexible with it. Like I don't get really super specific when it comes to creating the schedule. I give myself like, Hey, during these hours, this is the focus, but it's not like well, from nine to nine 15, I'm doing this and nine 15 to nine 30, I'm doing this. It doesn't need to be that specific. Like give yourself, like, here's the overarching thing that I need to do. And then you can kind of be flexible with it a little bit more. And then your plan doesn't, it's not going to fall. It's not going to be perfect, but it's not going to mess up your entire day. Like we can't, we can't live in this like all or nothing thing and expect everything yeah. to be perfect all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the phrase that was coming to mind as I was listening to you. I'm like, it's that all or nothing mentality that we, that I swear has been a theme for me this year of like noticing how like, oh yeah, it pops up over here and over here. Right. And the, the example that comes to mind with all or nothing thinking is like health. So like if someone wants to lose weight and get healthy, it's like, I'm going to go all in and I'm going to do like keto or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then if they like fall off the wagon, then they're like, well, screw it. And they just like completely ditch the plan. And I'm like, well, what, (laughs) you know, and it's, so it's like, there's that mindset shift component component for sure of shifting out of all nothing thinking. And it's almost like on a deeper level, like you have to remember that, like you have to allow room for life to happen within there. Um, and there's, there's only so much that you can control. 
And I, I love the example that you shared though, of like with your time blocks, like you are generous with yourself of like, I'm going to get it done within this time window. And I think, you know, that makes me think about how the, the different styles and, and personalities kind of come into play because and life situations too, right? Like it can, it can vary. Like, I think you've got school age kids, right? Yes. Yeah. Both my kids are in school. Yeah. Yeah. And so my daughter is as well. She's in second grade now. So now that we're in the school year, right? Like my time blocking management system looks very different because I know from eight to three, I have uninterrupted time, right? Like, and so (laughs) that's a lot different. So, you know, it's, it's always factoring in. And I remember, um, when I think about my first year in business, I saw a lot of women who either didn't have kids or they had like regular childcare or whatever, where they would time block and like have like, these are my set business hours. And, you know, and, and I felt like I was trying to force my schedule to, to look like that. And it was really stressful. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like thinking about what works for you. What are some what are some ways that you've been able to, um, figure that out for yourself or like, you know, I know that this is something that you support your clients with as well. So it's like, how, how do you figure out what works for you as far as, um, like how detailed do you need to get? Cause I think there's some people that need the detail or really like that. And other people like me who like, I, I don't want to feel too boxed in. Like I, I like to have some structure, some routine. I like the consistency and the sameness, but also I get bored when it gets too routine and then I have to break out of it. Right. So there's all of that. (laughs) I think a lot of it depends on your stage of life or like even the season you're in. Like, for example, when I first quit my full-time teaching job, I had a kid at home with me two days a week. And so our schedule looked different all the time, all the time. So we were constantly doing different things. And so people always ask me like, what's, is it, is it better to have a daily planner or a weekly planner? I'm like, well, it really just depends. So like at the time I was planning out every single hour of every single day, like this is when I'm going to work. This is what we're going to be doing each day. Because number one, I love being bored, but it's really hard to be bored when like you have a kid at home who wants your constant attention. Um, so I had to plan those things in. So I was looking at like an hour by hour schedule, like this is what I need to do this day and this day and this day. And so my days always look different. And so I had to have a little bit more structure in that time because I couldn't be like, well, these are my working hours because that's not how it worked every single day when you have a kid at home with you. But now my kids are, I also have a second grader. I also have a fifth grader. Um, But now I know like my set working hours are nine to one every single day. Like I know I can do that because my kids are in school. I have that flexibility to do that with my time. So I don't need as structured, I shouldn't say structured. I don't need that much specific times like, okay, nine to one, I'm working. All right. What's, what am I working on today? Okay. Today, for example, Tuesday, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Tuesdays are my call day. So I scheduled this on a Tuesday. Cause that's when I have calls. I had a discovery call earlier this morning. And then I also have other tasks that I do on those specific days. So I know from nine to one, like these are the things that I need to do, but I don't have to be like, okay, you know, this is what I'm doing during this time. So I think you can have some flexibility in your time, but it really depends on that season of life that you're in, but it also takes a lot of testing and tweaking. Like I am all about creating 
a plan that allows for flexibility, but also going, and this is true in business in general, like a lot of our business comes down to, okay, what's working and what's not. Well, that's the same with your time management, your productivity, like you, you're, it's not going to work out perfectly the first time you're going to have to tweak things. Like I've already tweaked things this school year because I was realizing, man, after lunch, if I sit down and like, just sit, I don't, I don't want to get back up. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to move. I do an afternoon walk every day. I'm like, instead of doing my afternoon walk right before I get the kids off the bus, bus, I'm going to eat lunch, go for a walk. And then I'm coming home and I'm, you know, doing things around the house. Like that worked out so much better for me because then by the time I'm done with all that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can rest for the rest of the day. I don't have to worry if I sit down, I'm not going to get back up. My momentum is still there because I'm, I'm still going. So I think it just kind of depends in like, knowing what's working, what's not, and like kind of reflecting on it each week and saying like, okay, what did work and what didn't. And then for me, I even look at the end of the year. So I'm looking at my calendar in December and going like, okay, let's go through the entire year of 2022. What, what did I really enjoy? What really worked in my time? What do I want to keep doing and what needs to be changed? What wasn't working for me? So then I can look at it big picture too. So week to week, day to day, year to year to see what works out the best for you. Yeah. And I think that reflection piece is really big. It's so simple to just look at what's working, what's not. And that's something that I evaluate a lot. Again, like just business and life as a whole, um, I, I have the book, The Next Right Thing by Emily P. Freeman. And one of the chapters or sections in her book is she has you go through this exercise that has just stuck with me of what feels light, what feels heavy. And it's so simple, but anytime I'm just feeling like, ah, like just something feels off or this is like, I'm really resisting this or whatever. It's like, okay, something is wonky here. What feels light, what feels heavy it never ceases to surprise me what comes up. Like the things that I think, because it's something that used to work for me or used to light me up. And if I was logically thinking about it, well, like, well, I like these things. No, but when I just like think on a very like body level of, I feel like expansive and excited and lit yeah. up when I think about these things versus when I think about this thing, like, oh, it just is yeah. like, you know, a pit in my stomach, or it just like makes me feel really like tight or restrictive. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how insightful that can be into yeah. like, yeah, how are you doing things? What are you doing? Um, and you spoke about like the, like the container of when you're giving yourself to do lists. Um, I know I heard you speak about this somewhere else about how you, I think right now we're in a season of doing like weekly to-do lists, not daily, right? Yeah. Um, kind of, we, yeah, I don't really do daily to-do to lists and I really don't teach that either because mm -hmm. I think especially as women, like we feel like we have to be busy all the time. And so mm -hmm. the more that's on our to-do list and the more we can check off the better, which just isn't true. Um, and so I am about like, okay, beginning of the week, I'm going to write down every single thing that I know needs to be done this week and beyond, because there's some things that's like, well, that's important, but like, it's not a this week thing, yeah. but there's some things that are like, well, that's really important. And that's like, I have to do this this week. If it doesn't get done, like I'm in trouble, things are going to fall apart. Like that's just, it's not going to work. So I, when I plan out my week ahead of time, I do, I brained up everything that I need to do. And then each day I'm picking three things that I need to focus on. And so 
that's it. Some days I only have like two things. Cause it's like, okay, these are the most important things that I have to get done today. The rest I can, I can work on if I have time after I finish these two things, but those are the two things that I have to do. Some days it's one, but no more than three. I try to focus on like, these are the top three priorities of the day. These are like absolutely important and urgent. They need to get done. If I don't get them done today, the world is going to end <laughs> or at least I feel like it will. Um, and then if I get it done, it's like, okay, that's great. Now I can move on to the next thing go look what's on my list. Okay. This is what I need to get done. I'm realizing right now, as I say this, I'm like, there's something that I absolutely have to get done this week and I need to find the time to do it this week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, it's funny because, you know, when I heard you sharing this earlier, um, I was like, oh my gosh, I just like recently shifted to doing that. And I don't even, I can't even pinpoint why, like if I heard someone talking about that, or maybe I just started doing that, but I started doing like a brain dump at the beginning of the week, just to figure out like, what am I actually trying to accomplish in this week and what doesn't need to. And I just like drag it over. I have a Trello board where yeah. if, if I'm not doing it this week, I have some other week, right? There's this week and yeah. then there's like some other time. Yeah. And it just, that in itself, like, it's like being able to pull out, like we have these mental to-do lists of like, oh, I need to remember this and this and this and this. And like that takes up space and creates this low level or high level. Um, if it really compounds anxiety, that's just kind of, you know, yeah. there and we, we, um, it can just kind of fly under the radar with our, without us even noticing. And so I found that something as simple as that, like at the beginning of the week, dump out, all, like think of all the random things and just dump them out. And then yeah. to get them out of my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, that feels so much better. <laughs> it, it makes a huge difference. Like I've, I've worked with people who like, they struggle with sleeping at night because they yeah. have all these thoughts and things that they need to get done the next day. That's causing them anxiety. And just by like, and it's such a, it's a hard habit to get into like, look at the, even if it's just at the end of the day, just like write down what, what you need to get done for the next day. And it's one less thing you have to worry about because you've already taken that out of your head. It's one less thing that you're thinking of when you go to sleep at night. And if that still struggles, if you're still like having thoughts that you can't turn off, like notebook next to your bed, like mm -hmm. write it down. <laughs> I don't necessarily have to do that because I don't have sleep problems, but it is a, a tool that you can use that will help you if you're struggling with sleep and things like that, because that plays a big part in your productivity. And we've talked about yeah. energy, like you got to have the energy to actually get things done. Otherwise it's going to be a real struggle the next day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like at this point in my life, I don't struggle with that. Like the, you know, needing to um, have a notepad by my bed or something, but right. I know that there's been times, like I think about earlier in my business where it was, there was just a constant swirling of like, oh yeah. And this, oh yeah. And this, and you know, yeah. it's like, once you build in that habit and you get better about like doing a weekly brain dump or daily brain dump or whatever yeah. it is, um, you just, it's like building in the habit of I'm thinking about it. And so I'm going to immediately write it down or like, I, I schedule a lot of reminders for myself on my phone, just like with the reminder app, because I, then it's out of my brain and I don't have to worry about it. Right. But I didn't used to do that. And then it was just like, again, like that low level anxiety that was just kind of there because there was constantly like, I, I felt like I was always behind and that's really stressful. <laughs> it's very stressful. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think one thing that has been like really helpful for me is my thought, like, again, as women and individuals really, it doesn't even matter if you're a woman or not, but like we spend so much time being busy and there's always a constant something happening all day long. Like when's the time where you 
are strategically bored where you're not on your phone or you're not doing things like, I think we all like know the shower is a great time when I have my best ideas in the shower. Yeah. That's when I feel the best because I literally cannot do anything else. I am in with my thoughts. I can think about these things and stuff like learn like, okay, my phone has to go in the bathroom with me. So like <laughs> me too. I'm in the shower, I don't lose that thought. But like, even like the afternoon walk that I take, it's, it's a no phone time because I need that time. I, I planned a launch last year because I spent that time just like took, took a notebook with me, just wrote down the ideas that I had. I'm like, okay, I can do this and I can do this and I can do this. Like, it's a great time for me to actually like get those ideas out and have that creative process. Cause otherwise I just, I can't do that. And I think that that helps with that. I have anxiety about the things that I have to do the next day. Cause we're not spending that time actually like away from work or away from our children or away from other things that life throws at us all the time besides, you know, the 10, 20 minutes we're in the shower in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's funny. You talked about the shower. I'm, I'm the same way because I've noticed I have to have my phone. Like we have shelves in our bathroom. And so yeah. I just, I set it there because I get these ideas and I'm like, I have to write this down. Otherwise, yeah. like, <laughs> so I just There's write it down. Like, like things that you can put in the shower to like write down the thoughts. I'm like, I've thought about, to write that down. <laughs> you know, I'm writing it down right now. Shower board. I have thought about, I've had this exact thought in several showers of mine where I'm like, I need to get one of those whiteboards where I can just write down ideas in the shower. Yeah. And that would be a great Christmas gift. So thank you it for that idea. <laughs> and anyone else who is like, Oh, that sounds amazing. Put it on your yeah. Christmas list right now. So it's not yes. floating around in your head. <laughs> exactly. And then you don't have to worry about your phone in the bathroom with you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, well, and it like, so basically you're touching on kind of prioritization, right? Which is something that that used to be like a, like a curse word to me. Like I was like, Oh, like I just, I struggle with prioritizing. Like, I don't know what's it, but like, everything's important to everyone, you know, like yeah. that was really stressful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing that there's other women that can relate in terms of yeah. like, yes, I, I know why it's important to prioritize, but I don't know how to prioritize and it's just not a skill that I have. And so therefore everything is like the same level of importance. And I'm just constantly like, I didn't get enough done and like beating myself up about it, you know? So like, is that something that have you always been good at prioritizing or is that something that you like had to work with or work Um, at? No, I haven't always been good at it. And it's taken like really being intentional and asking myself questions when things come up, because I think, especially as like service providers, like I can think of being at a time, being a VA and like getting messages and something that is urgent to someone else might not actually be urgent. And we all have our own priorities. And when you are a service provider, your priorities are going to look different than somebody else's priorities. And so when you're, I mean, this can happen in the corporate world as well. When you're bombarded with emails or things where other people are asking you questions and things that you need to do, they're putting their priorities on you. And so it's really looking at like, okay, what is actually important? What is actually urgent? And just today, for an example, um, I have another business that I co-own with a business partner that we you know, write content and things for other people. And I, I saw a message come through from her like, Hey, so-and-so sent a message 
you know, she wants another graphic. Can you do that? And I'm, and, and can you tell her when you can do that? And I immediately, I'm in the middle of doing something, want to answer that message because I saw it go through. And I'm like, you know what? That is not an urgent thing. Let me finish what I'm doing now because we tend to take our focus away from everything else. And so I think prioritizing and focus go hand in hand where we, because we are bombarded with emails, with text messages, with notifications, with other things, other priorities people have for themselves, that it's in order to prioritize, you first of all need to know what is important that you need to get done, but also like you need to make sure that you are spending the time focusing on that one thing at a time, not multitasking, not allowing those notifications to remove your focus away from what you're doing. Um, And that has taken a lot of work on my part in like (laughs) setting up really strict boundaries with myself, with my phone, with my email, with things like that. And knowing like, okay, now, now I have the habits in place. Now I have the routines in place that that is not a problem anymore. But I think when it comes to prioritizing, knowing like what, what is the most important thing in your business that you need to work on today? Is it creating that graphic or is it actually finding a way to get clients? Like following up with clients should probably be your most important task of the day. Probably not creating that graphic. Is that really that important? Maybe, but is it like, or is it something that can happen? Is it just a busy task that you're doing? A lot of times we're more busy than we are focused and actually like doing the work that needs to be done. So it's really asking yourself questions like, is this important? Is this urgent? Am I focused on one thing at a time? Like, I think those are three things that you can ask yourself when you're going into your priorities or when you are finding that your focus is really going from one place to the other all the time. And you're getting to the end of your day and going like, I didn't finish one thing on my to-do list because I was doing all these other things instead of focusing on one thing, getting that done and then going to the next thing. So I think that's a big part of it is that focus aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. There's like that, that focus in terms of, um, you know, I would say sometimes there's instances where if I'm really in a rut with not like procrastinating, not getting stuff done, there's a certain point where I'm like, I just need to check off something, anything. Like I just need to do something and kind of rip the bandaid off so that I can start. Like, then I feel like I have some momentum and I can start getting stuff done. But I would say the majority of the time, and this is a pattern that I have definitely recognized in myself, um, over many years of business where it's like, it's, it's a lot easier to do the busy work because it's not as scary. Yes. (laughs) And so like, I don't think, um, I don't know, like with this topic of, you know, focus and priorities, prioritization, I can't talk today and managing your time. It's like, we, we think about it on the strategy side, but there's such a big mindset component too, because that's just something I've noticed with myself. It's like, well, yeah, I sometimes need to work on managing my time. Other times I have a clear focus, but the reason why I'm not doing it is because it's a whole lot harder to, like you mentioned, if you really need to focus on getting clients right now, then client outreach, you know, following up with people like that should be your priority. But if you're off over here in Canva, you know, creating graphics and working on your website, like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, you know, and I, I think it comes back to that. Um, is that something that like you've, you've experienced with yourself as well? 100%. I think that that is like a huge thing. And 
I want to share this because this was, I learned something yesterday and it like totally changed how I viewed taking action with things. Like you're talking about, like, is this an important thing? And a lot of times we procrastinate on the actions, but what is, what is one action that we can take that is a, a big action, but it's something that we can do one time and just cross it out. So for example, like one of my things is getting on more podcasts. That is scary to do outreach for podcasts, like, because you have to deal with like, well, if someone says no, then you have rejection and all those things, which is it, that's a mindset issue. But like one actionable thing is, okay, I can, and it's going to move me forward towards my goal is I can just write down a list of 10 to 15 podcasts that I can be on. That's a big step towards a, a bigger goal. So like, yeah, that's important, but it takes that one step. So sometimes we need to, I, I talk about like the snowball effect versus mm-hmm. like eat, eat the frog, which, which we're talking about, like the big scary thing. Yeah. You should get it done first. Well, sometimes being Enneagram nines, we don't have that kind of energy to do the eat the frog thing right away. It's because it's scary and uncomfortable, but if I can build momentum, like a snowball and get those little things out of the way first, then I feel like, okay, I have that momentum going. Now I can get to that harder task, that thing that takes up more time. And I, (laughs) my example is always terrible with this, but I think about like cleaning my bathrooms each week. We have two bathrooms in our house. We have our master bathroom and we have the kid's bathroom. And I always thought like, I'm just going to do the master bathroom first because that's the bigger one. It takes more time doing all these things. By the time I'm done with that, I have zero energy to do anything else. And so I don't want to clean the kid's bathroom, but if I clean the kid's bathroom first, that takes five minutes to do. And then I still have the energy to go and clean this big bathroom. And then I'm like, oh, now I'm done. So I think it like, it really depends on what you want to do because we can, we can take like those little meaningless actions and they seem little and meaningless, but if they're moving you forward towards that bigger goal, like client retention and, or getting new clients and things like that, like that can make a big difference. It might seem little, but it makes a big difference in the bigger picture. Like think of the overarching goal. What's the littlest things that you need to do? Not like a huge, not like a big list, but like, what's one thing that you can do today to get to that bigger goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that you, you talked about like the snowball versus eat the frog method, which if you guys are listening and you're not familiar, like that's the whole, like, I don't, I don't even know where it originates. I know my grandma um, says that all the time. I always want to say it's BJ Fogg and it's not because okay. like, eat the frog, BJ Fogg. It's not, I can't think of who it is, but it's a book. Yeah. Right. And it's just the whole mentality of like that big thing that yeah. you're avoiding, like do that first. Yes. Um, but it's, actually what, what parallel I think of is cause you mentioned the snowball method, like paying off debt. So if you've ever used like a, a debt payoff calculator, they have you go in and put in like, what are your interest rates? What are, you know, balances, all that stuff. And it'll help you determine, should you use the avalanche method, which is like eat the frog, like start with, yeah. you know, the big one first and then go down or snowball method and what makes the most sense for you. And it's interesting because it's like, well, you kind of have to do the same thing with yourself, like knowing yourself and what works best for you. Um, and I'm the same way. Like I would say for the most part, like it helps me to do the little tasks and just check them off because it's like, you know, here I am eight o'clock, nine o'clock or whatever. And I already feel like I have momentum because I've been productive and it helps me get the big stuff done. But there's yeah. other times where I'm like, I need to do the big thing and get it out of the way. So I, exactly. I think so much of this comes back to, again, like finding what works for you. And sometimes it's going to vary day to day because it definitely does for me. Um, 
So that's, that's yeah. absolutely like a huge piece right there. Yeah. It's Brian Tracy wrote, eat that frog, eat the frog. Okay. Eat that frog. Yeah. Brian Tracy. Um, but yeah. And like, there's just not a one size fits all like mm-hmm. time management productivity thing. Like it's just, I could give you my schedule and it's not going to work for you. Like, that's just the reality of it. You could try, but it's just not going to. And so I see things like that, like, Hey, here's my schedule. Use it. I'm like, that's, that's not how this works because my season of life, what I do for my business is not exactly like yours. Like it's, it's just like, again, health, your diet, like what works for me is not going to work for you because we have different body sizes. We have different workouts that we do. We have different nutritional needs. Like it's just your time while we all have the same amount of time every day, how we structure and prioritize what our day looks like. It has to look different. Like it just does. And so what works for me some days is that, you know, the snowball method, or it might be the eat the frog. Like today was an eat the frog day. I'm like, I'm going to get the hard things out of the way first so that they're done. And I just know, because that's how Tuesdays work for me. I get the hard things out of the way first, and then I can do the really stupid little things that take me less time than I even realize. Um, so yeah, it's just not, it's just not a one size fits all thing. Like everybody's going to look different. You're going, you have to be very self-aware and understand your mindset and what is actually working and what's not. So again, it comes back to that reflection piece again. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned one size fits all, because that's something that really drives me crazy with anything. Um, you know, in the marketing world, there's a lot of that too, where you see like, you know, someone swears by everyone needs to be on Instagram. Everyone needs to have a Facebook group. Everyone needs to have a course or whatever, or only sell high ticket coaching and only have one offer. And then you can add in other offers. Like, And I just like, there's a certain point where I'm like, okay, I get it. Like you've got a method that works for you and you are kind of getting on your soapbox, so to speak. But I try to be really careful with how I talk about things in terms of like, take this with a grain of salt, right? Like this is what works for me, but it's important to make sure that it works for you. And I often tell like the listeners, you know, be wary of the people who swear by like, you have to do this or you would fail. Like that just, it just doesn't land right with me. And knowing that people are so unique and, you know, we've mentioned some of the things in our conversation about like, there's life stage, there's what kind of day are you having? There's like, if you pay attention to cycle syncing at all, it's like, where are you right now? Are you like, are you like super like social and like ovulating and like getting stuff done? And like, I don't talk to all the people. Or are you like, I am super crampy right now and my head is killing me and I just need to like, keep it simple and like wrap up loose ends. Like there's so many factors to take into consideration. And so it's like, yeah, you can't just steal someone's process and think that's going to work for you. Or like, I don't know. I, I, I think a lot of it comes back to as well, just, um, almost this mindset of like looking for like the one thing that's going to be like the shift, like the magical strategy. That's just going to like, like click everything into place. And I think the longer that you're in business, you realize that doesn't exist. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like I, I work with a lot of, you know, people in the business world and like one of the clients we work with, like she she like made all this money in like 18 months or something. She went from like making, you know, $5,000 a year to making a million dollars a year. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. What, how did she do it? Oh, her method is not something that I'm interested in. Like that might work for her. And I get, I'm sure it works for other people, but that's, I have absolutely zero interest in that. So yeah, like you can teach people that if that's what they want to do, but like, 
<laughs> it's just, it doesn't always work for everyone. And that's okay. And like, even, even with the way that I teach time management, I teach a system of how to do this to make it work for you. So like I have a productivity pyramid, like we start with your priorities, then we look at your plan. Then we're going to go through like what's working, what's not, we're going to perfect that plan. And then we're going to look at boundaries and habits and things like that. Like, it's just, you can take methods and make it your own, but like, just because what works for me and my plan doesn't mean it works for you. Like that system, however, can work if you implement it to your life. Yeah. Yeah. It almost sounds like there's like the foundational skills and then there's the application and like the application can look different in terms of like, where are you doing it? How are you doing it? But there's the foundational skills and principles that apply regardless. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this, again, like thinking about relating it back to marketing, it's like, there's the marketing foundations that stand the test of time, like having conversations with people, having solid messaging, right. Like (laughs) being clear. And then there's like, you can do reels or you can do podcasts or you can, you know, there's like so many ways that it can show up, but it comes back to there's the foundation. And then there's the stuff that is like the trends and they shift or like now this time management thing is thing yeah. is hot or whatever it is. And so it's coming back to like, if you have a solid, um, system of like boundaries and knowing like how, how you work, like your, your energy levels and personality and all that stuff, then you're going to be able to figure out how to apply it. Like when yeah. things change, um, speaking of like you know, what's hot and and trends and stuff with time management. Do you have any favorite like tools or anything that you like to use for like planning or, or tracking time or anything like that? Yes. So, um, one of my favorite tools and it's, (laughs) I haven't used it this week. My husband, my husband's a teacher. He's on fall break this week. So he's been home. So I haven't been using it. I should, it shouldn't matter, but I think he just makes fun of me and it's, it can be annoying. I get it. Um, but I use, it's called focus keeper. It's an app. It's totally free and it's, it's a Pomodoro method. And so Pomodoro method is a type of focus strategy where you focus on one thing for 25 minutes and you take a five minute break and then you keep doing that. And how there's a setup is that you do like four, four cycles of that. And then you take like a long 25 minute break. I always skip the long 25 minute break because I don't work. (laughs) My work period is very short. So I just always just go, but those five minute breaks, I mean, and like we said, Enneagram nine, I need, I need breaks. I need rest. It I'm so productive in five minutes, just doing things that aren't work related just around my house because I work from home. So I'm like, okay, what can I do in five minutes? I'm like, put the dishes away. I can, you know, change a load of laundry. I can pick up around the house and then like, I'll be done with that. And like the next five minutes comes, I'm like, huh, well, I guess I'm going to lay on the floor for five minutes and then I get up (laughs) and I can focus again. So it makes like a big difference in how you focus. So love focus keeper. That's an awesome one. Um, I, and we talked about this, I think before we even got on, but Trello is one of my absolute favorite things for, managing all my tasks, everyday things. I have like one whole board for my content so I can repurpose content. I'm all about like reusing things and because I don't feel like you have to be, if you know what you're talking about, it's going to be the same stuff all the time anyway. So I love having that content board. So I'm like, ah, I'm in this part of my cycle where I have zero creativity. I can't think of what to do. I'm just going to pull some old content and post it. It saves so much time. Um, so Trello, 
is amazing for all things task, project management, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, those are the two that I like swear by. They're my two, two of my favorite tools. Yeah. It's funny. Cause those are like probably my, my business lifesavers too. And I recently discovered, um, focus keeper and I was texting my husband, like so excited, like this app is amazing. Cause it, amazing. it's crazy how much of a difference it makes. And I have to like force myself to take the break. It's really easy to be like, yes. Oh, I'm just going to keep working. <laughs> and like, you know, like I'm in the zone, and I'm going to keep doing it. But yeah. The simple things, like you said, one, it's amazing how much you can get done in five minutes. Like there's times where I go and I load up the dishwasher and start it and I reheat my coffee and I go to the bathroom and sit down and there's still like a minute left. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. I'll just sit here for a minute, you know, like, so it's crazy. And I think it, 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 it has helped me become a lot more aware of time in general, which I realize does not sound that profound when we're talking about time management, but just as far as like how much you can get done in five minutes, how much I can get done in 25 minutes, right? Like it's changed the way that I even do my mornings because I have different things where it's like, sometimes I, um, you know, just like journal or sometimes I read or today I did Pilates because I was like, I just need to move my body. So like, it just has totally shifted the way that I look at my time. Um, and I, I think that's something that a lot of people, like whether you're fully in your business or just working from home, like it's, it's easy to, um, move slow is the, the phrase that's coming to mind, which I know that's like one of the beautiful sides of having a business, right. Is that you have that flexibility, but I definitely have seen a, a, like there's a, a point where it's difficult to get going because you're just in this flow of, well, I'm at home and it's not the same schedule. And so sometimes it's hard to get yourself going. And so I guess it's just, it's awareness, right? Like it's, it's having the awareness of, I think this task only takes me this long, but actually I just spent two hours doing it. Oh, snap. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) like I really need to, you know, get it together with this thing or whatever it is. Right. Right. Yeah. I I mean, I think it does bring a lot of awareness and I think that having time awareness is huge. And that's one of the, one of the first things I always talk about, um, is like, okay, if, if you are struggling with where your time is going, like that's, we have, we have to be aware of that first before we can even jump into managing it. Because if you don't know where you're actually spending your time or how long things take you, then we have a problem. And the good news about it is even if you don't know, and you start becoming more aware about how long things take, you actually get more efficient at it too, mm-hmm. <laughs> because they become routine. They ha- become habit and you get better at like, okay, I have 25 minutes. Oh, I know I can knock this out in that amount of time. And sure. There's going to, like we've talked about, like, there's going to be things that come up and they ruin your focus and they, you know, take, take your time away. But though having that focus and knowing and being aware of like, oh, I can, you know, unload the dishwasher in five minutes. I can go make my coffee and fill it up and do all the things that I need to do in less than five minutes. So I think it makes a huge difference in like where you're actually spending your time and getting more done and having more time to rest and work out and spend time with your family and things like that. Yeah. 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 And that was the process for me. Like when I downloaded the focus, 
keeper app at first it was just like okay i'm just going to start tracking well right now i'm doing client support stuff or right now i am doing kind of like my my morning prep or whatever and i just started tracking how much time am i actually spending on this stuff and then it was very eye opening to see like well no wonder that i feel like i don't have enough time in the day is because you know this thing is taking me way longer and i think it's just you know to um really anchor in what you're just saying about like the awareness piece I think we can often have this inner dialogue where it's like, I don't have enough time or I'm just not good at managing my time or I'm just a procrastinator or whatever. And doing something as simple as like facing the facts, so to speak, like seeing where your time's actually going and starting to, to manage that helps you shift those thoughts because you realize like, that doesn't have to be how you identify. Like that is just currently what you're doing. And so you're putting a label on it. Um, but like, you can absolutely change that. And, you know, it's like changing your relationship with time, which, you know, I, I say that like, you know, everyone listening right now, please hear me that like, I feel like I used to have the worst relationship with time where I was like, I'm a procrastinator. I am running late to everything. Like I just, you know, like, and if that's you, like you can absolutely change, you know, everyone, everyone can change that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that there's been seasons in my life where I'm like, was really, I was on time to everything. I like prided myself on being early to things. And then like, you fall into these slumps where you're like, I am late all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think I just wasn't aware like of how long things were actually taking me. And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, I need to be better about this. And now I am like, I have the system in place. I know exactly what to do. I know how long things take me. So now I'm not running late all the time. It doesn't work all the time, but because sometimes like, you know, your eyelashes don't want to do what they are supposed to do or <laughs> go on right or your hair or something like that. And so you're running late this morning. I was running late. Cause I tried something new, but it just, it makes a big difference when you're aware of like how long actually things are going to take you. And like, and something you said, like you talk about being a procrastinator and like, it all comes down to your mindset. But I think what people don't realize is like people who have good time management or don't think of themselves as a procrastinator. We don't say like, I'm really good at time management. Like, I don't think I've ever said I'm really good at time management, even though I'm a time management coach. It's just is something I've worked hard at, but I'm also not saying like, I'm bad at this. I'm, I'm a procrastinator. I do say that I am lazy, which is true, but I also am a hard worker. Like, I think you can have both. Um, I just really enjoy rest. I really enjoy rest. It's very important in my life. Um, but I think definitely if you are having those thoughts in your head and like, those are the things you're telling yourself, like, ah, oh, I'm always late to everything. Oh, I, I procrastinate on everything. I have, I just, I just can't get a grip on my time. Like, all right, we got to change those thoughts because if you keep saying that, like those thoughts are becoming your reality. <laughs> so we, that is the first thing you can change is like, okay, I'm not bad at time management. I'm working to get better at it. Like set it, like shift those thoughts as much as you can. And that is going to make a huge difference. Like, okay, I'm, I'm not late to everything. I am working on being on time. I'm working on being aware of where my time is going so that I can show up on time so that I can show up five minutes early, things like that, that can make a big difference. And then it's not saying that you're bad at it, but it's also not saying like, well, I'm good at time management. Can't, you can't go from saying you're bad at time management to saying you're good, but you can take the steps to being better about where you're at. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. And it's, it's, that has been like one of the biggest game changers for me in my business. And it showed up in different areas where I, 
when I become aware of the thoughts that I'm telling myself around the certain area, it could be sales, it could be marketing, it could be, um, you know, because yes, I do marketing, but I used to suck at marketing. That's why I'm good at it now, right? Like it's all a discipline and it, but it, it starts with, um, it starts with becoming aware of what are you telling yourself? Like, what are you believing about that thing? And then that's when you're able to shift into like changing your actions and it, it ripples out from there. Um, Wonderful. Well, okay. We talked about a lot in this conversation. If there is one thing that you wanted women to like, remember and take away from everything that you said today, what would that one thing be? Oh man. Ooh, we talked about a lot. Um, I think the biggest thing is just understanding that it doesn't have to be perfect. Like you can start being better at time management, not because you're not bad at it, being better at it and learning how to manage your time and be more productive and managing your priorities. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Like I literally just sent an email today that was like, I really struggled this school year. Like everything has just felt off because things have changed so much since last school year. And we have different times and different activities and more activities. Like I was all excited tonight because we literally have nothing going on tonight for the first time, like ever, because our kids are just busy. Um, but it doesn't, have to be perfect. Like you can make small steps. You can make small changes and every day, every minute, every hour can be a chance to start over. So if, if it's not perfect one day, or if you really struggle one day, next day is a new day or next, the next hour, the next task is a new task. So don't think that it has to be perfect in order for you to do it the the right way. There's no right way. Just find what works for you and do the best you can and adjust where you need to. Yes. So good. I love that. Thank you for that reminder. Um, where can women connect with you online if they want to get into your world? I spend most of my time on Instagram at my handle is at Kristen Van Horn underscore Kristen K R I S T E N. <laughs> that can be confusing <laughs> underscore. And then you can find me on my website. It's same Kristen Van Horn.com. Cool. And I will link all of those um, things, your website and Instagram in the show notes so that you guys can click on over and get connected with Kristen. Thank you so much again for your time. I so appreciated it. And um, this was just such a great conversation. So needed. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening today. If you love this podcast episode, there's two things I want to invite you to do right now. Number one, head on over to Instagram and send me a DM at natalie.blenkush. I would love to hear any questions that came up and takeaways that you had from this episode. And number two, if you haven't already, head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a rating and review. It means the world to me because I love hearing what you're learning and how the show has impacted you, but it also creates an even bigger ripple effect by helping other women discover this podcast. All right, that's it for today. I will talk to you on the next episode.